This is the official Caps Church Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I'm here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. What's going on? Happy to be here in studio, live. <laughs> All right, that's enough, Polly. Um, <laughs> so, Caps fans, we've got our Monday episode. We're going to be talking about happenings around the league and the incredible week that the Washington Capitals have just rattled off. Uh, and, you know, on top of that, Thursday's episode, we had Neil Villapiano on. We just streamed that. We had a little bit of a camera malfunction if you tune into the live stream only. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're not shown, but that's okay because Neil was a star. Yes, he was. And, and oh, go ahead. Well, I just wanted to say before we get into things, as we record, it is Sunday, November 28th. Happy Hanukkah to all of our viewers, listeners, subscribers, followers that celebrate. Yeah, hopefully it's a wonderful eight nights for you. And additionally, we hope that you had a great Thanksgiving. Absolutely. Ate a lot of turkey. Mm-hmm. And did all the things and avoided all the political discussions that would probably come around <laughs> during Thanksgiving. Absolutely. I know I did. Same. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's get it cracking, huh? Let's do it. One, two, three. All right, Caps fans. So, you know, first on the docket, got a little bit of a, a Thanksgiving float tribute. Paul, you want to, you want to talk about that? Do I? Yeah. Um, you know, so... Uh, <laughs> did I put this in here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I did. You did. Yeah. Thanksgiving parade, they had a, uh, a tribute to Willie O'Ree. I saw the NHL float. Yeah. Um, Was that on that or? Yeah. So, um, you know, Thanksgiving Day Parade Float is a tribute to Willie O'Ree. And gotcha. so it, um, it was themed winning winter together. Uh, it, was a, it was a big snowman. And uh, it plays or pays homage to Willie O'Ree. Um Honestly, I don't know in the design how it really did that. Right. Uh, I think it was probably more of they said it. And we're talking Willie O'Ree, the guy that uh, broke the color barrier of the NHL. Yes. And played for the Boston Bruins in the original six days. Yeah, he did. Um, So that's big time. It was in the Macy's parade, so that's as big as it gets. Yeah, absolutely. The NHL must have had two floats then for, well, hockey had two floats then for the, uh, hockey, I mean, NHL type based thing. Cause they also had a, a secondary float, I thought, that was also just for the NHL. I don't know. I didn't actually watch the parade. Yeah, well, who does? I yeah. did, unfortunately, but. I watched a little bit, yeah. but, um, I focused my energy on the dog show. That comes on at 11 or 12? <laughs> of course you did. Of course you did. Well, moving on then. Some news out of Montreal. Mark Bergevin has been fired. So, 
you know, obviously I went to, because we're so fortunate to be part of a network, we have a couple Habs experts on hand, and that's the Habs Nightly podcast. And, you know, they said it's been a decade, Bergevin's been here, but... You know, you're you're looking at a team, and, and they were like, "Oh, you know, it's it's time for time for a change, time for a change." I'm like, "Dude, this dude just took you to the Stanley Cup Finals, right. and he's done like literally savant level uh, trades that and and acquisitions that have been incredible." They cited that his drafting and his management of the team has not been great, and also it looks like you know he doesn't really like puck moving defensemen, which you need in today's game. Right. And then, you know, looking into the organization itself, Scott Mellonby was an assistant GM and suggested predecessor of Bergevin by Bergevin. And he stepped down after finding out from Molson, who's the owner of the, of the Habs, that he was not going to get that, that promotion. Um, once Bergevin's contract, 10 year contract expired. I think this probably pissed off Bergman and ownership saw uh, that and axed him. Also, Bergman doesn't speak French. Yeah, you need that. Which is a big no-no in Montreal. So, I think his time there was limited at the onset, which is weird because he still spent a decade. Um, Trevor Timmons and Paul Wilson were also called their management level, kind of like assistant ex- vice president or whatever the fuck weird title titles that these teams make up but former new york rangers gm jeff gordon was named the new executive vice president of hockey, hockey ops for montreal uh and like i said bergman's been there for a decade i guess it was just time to go yeah it's pretty pretty versatile to uh have such a racing career in Jeff Gordon and now be the GM. That's, Gordon. That's a joke. It was a terrible joke. Yeah. God damn it, Polly. Just to be clear, Jeff Gorton with a T <laughs> does not have anything to do with racing as Jeff Gordon does, number 24, who races uh, for NASCAR or raced with NASCAR. Um, you know, I mean, look, the Habs have are off to a horrible start we waffle stomped them, and we'll get to that later. But they're also, you know, and Shea Weber is on LTIR, but they're saying that he's in an advisory role already, so he's probably done with actually playing. But they've got a lot of people, including Carey Price, who carries that fucking team on his shoulders every year in and year out. Yeah. Um, and you see, I mean, Caps fans, you've just seen what a Montreal team without Carey Price looks like. Not great. Yeah, exactly. Well, so, I mean, I don't know. Turmoil Montreal. What else is new? The Sharks have placed Evander Kane on waivers. And that's really all we know. He's yeah. on waivers. We'll see what happens with his legal cases and whatnot that, that come out, but whatever. Um, it it sucks probably for the team and for Evander Kane because, honestly, he was one of their better performers last year. And who knows what's going to happen to the player or whether that player even deserves to be an NHL player anymore. All up, all up for debate. <laughs> 
Yeah, and <clears throat> it'll be weird that a guy of his caliber will be in the AHL if no one picks him up. Right, right. Matt Murray, though, did clear waiver and waivers, and he is headed to Belleville. So he signed with the Ottawa Senators, was going to be slated to be their next starter, and just has not performed. They figured it was just better to give him a conditioning stint in the A. Feel bad. I wish the Penguins would have kept him. Yeah, it really would have done great things for us here at Caps Chirp if he was still a Penguin. Exactly, exactly. Two Islanders games have been postponed due to COVID-19 protocol. Their games versus the Rangers and the Flyers have been moved to seven players are on protocol. You know, we talked about this last week on Monday. Uh, what is going to happen once all of, you know, like what what is the what is the plan if these teams can't get it together? And nobody knows yet, but I'm glad they're postponing because I don't believe it'd be fair if they can't put in an 82-game schedule. Yeah, and I just thought of, um, you know, the NHL reserves the right to pull out of the Olympics. It'd be real garbage if they pulled out of the Olympics because they had enough postponements. To get, like, two games in. and, And jammed them into that. A month and a half long tournament axed because there's two games, right? That yeah, would suck. It would. And if it comes to that, the NHL should just suck it up and have those teams play without their players. Yeah, no doubt. I believe it. And maybe put in, like we discussed last week, some sort of rule where you can just pull up guys to fill out your roster right. and send them immediately back down or whatever. You know, bend the rules a little bit for this extraordinary case, which is what it truly is. Yeah. Finally, Doug Wilson, age 64, general manager of the Sharks, on temporary medical leave. This isn't GM Joe. Uh, I don't know his last name. I just put Joe, apparently. His name's Joe. We'll be taking over in the meantime. Sorry. Who gives a fuck about the Sharks? They're really they're really in the shitter right now. But, good luck, Joe. Good luck, Joe. Yeah, good luck, Joe. <laughs> hey, they they just went down to, to the underbody of the arena and were like, Joe, anybody named Joe? It seems like a really good, really good name to be placing here, and that's what they did. Uh, moving on, though, the Olympics. We do have some. We do have some uh, some information here. I'll start off with Team USA and Canada have released their Olympic rosters. Finland did also the Finnish jerseys. Def- oh, jerseys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I did not see the Finnish jerseys. Are they sick? Well, it's just that. I'm looking them up right what now. What is it? The is it a lion? Whatever's on their flag. Yeah, um, or not there, but they're that normal animal they have. I think it's a lion. They just have like a big crest. Yes. So that looks better. Um, I don't hate Canada's. I think they look kind of all right, dude. I so I hated that I liked Canada's jerseys so much. Yeah. Goddamn, they look good. Um, yeah, and Team USA. They're not great. Um, I would have to say, almost every previous rendition has been better, but they're not ugly enough that if I was offered one for free, I'd say no. Oh, shit. I'm looking at the 2022 Olympic hockey jerseys for Finland, and it's this, usually they say Sumai, which I don't know what that means, but they do, they're their crest with the, the lion holding the sword. 
Yeah, it's pretty sweet. All right, those are sick. Those are sick. Uh, and then you said the, the the Canadian ones though they just look so clean, and they did they messed with the maple leaf a little bit, made it a little bit more flat. It looks really good. Um, I'm looking up the Olympic hockey jerseys for the United States, and they look you know, a lot like a soccer jersey. They do. Oh, and it's the line. The lines with USA across the front. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's not great. I think... You know, the the they have three, and the kits look okay. I mean, the dark, the two dark ones, one's primarily blue and black for some reason. And then the, the white, I like the white the best, it looks like, but... I mean, what the fuck? Well, I think it's a navy and a royal blue. Oh, okay. And then the white. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess there's some kind of theme to every Olympics, right? So that's what they were going with there. What's the theme? I don't know what the theme is, but they <laughs> they seem to redesign for every Olympics. Look, yeah. Um, I mean, I would have to say my two favorite USA jerseys are like the classic... Miracle looking jerseys. Yeah. And the one where they've got that crest on it. Yeah. Those look good. But, bro, like the Canadian jerseys are just fucking fire. They like are. the black one with the red and the, the outline of the leaf. And then the red one with the black leaf. That's, that's pretty out of character for the, for the Canadians. Usually that red leaf is, uh, ever present. And even the white one with the kind of, I mean, this is an exaggerated red leaf, but god damn it. You know, it it pisses me off that they have better jerseys. And they, year in and year out, they usually do. They have a better logo. I mean, why USA? Okay, I get it. We understand that we're the USA team, but like, and that that like holds a lot of, you know, Clout, but yeah. well, I think it'd be pretty cool if they did in cursive United States. Mm, like kind of like the Jersey top, Jersey. Yeah, one on top of the other. <laughs> that wouldn't be bad. I would take that, and then you could go like old school with it. Yeah, retro, or just put a freaking eagle on it. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> I mean, or maybe like the Capitol Building. Yeah. Or a screaming eagle with one little weird <laughs> leg. <coughs> and some stars on its wings. <coughs> and, yeah. um, yeah. And have Oli Kozik play. <laughs> and Alexander Ovechkin. And Ovi, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Glenn Hanlon, Bruce Cassidy, and uh, Randy Carlisle could coach. <laughs> Just to name a few. Yeah, all right. Anyways. Well, in the uh, World Juniors, mm-hmm. uh, or released their schedule. Okay. Uh, so it'll be starting the day after Christmas, Sunday the 26th. Team USA opens up with Slovakia. So this is in Edmonton slash Red Deer. Okay. Um, so I'll just give you the Team USA's games. They play Slovakia on the 26th. Switzerland on the 28th, Sweden on the 29th, and Russia on the 31st. So they are not in the same group as Canada. 
I like that. Yeah, and the thing is, they they've got a couple easy, excuse me, easier teams up, up front. Yeah, in theory. In theory, Slovakia and the Swiss aren't aren't pushovers by any means, but Sweden and Russia, they're going to give them a run for the money. That's for sure. Absolutely, you know. It could be worse. It could be Sweden and Russia and Finland and Canada. Right. So, at least they yeah. don't have all that. That's true. So, hopefully they don't... I mean, if they do perform incredibly well on the first two games, they don't rest on their laurels as young as young men generally do. Yeah. You know, and uh, you're... I'd say the... Your underdogs for the tournament, Austria and Switzerland... Yeah, I'd say. Uh, and then the championship will wrap up Wednesday, January 5th. Nice. So tune into that, Caps fans. I'm sure that if you're into international hockey and you're into looking at prospects, that is the absolute pinnacle of yeah. where it is. I mean, uh, a kid we talked about with Neil, Luke Hughes. Um, again, he'll be Wednesday or Thursday's episode. Luke Hughes, number four overall pick by New Jersey this past year, playing for Michigan. I'm sure he'll be there along with Owen Powers, Bernier, you know, a bunch of um, first round draft picks that are playing for Michigan right now. So it should be very star studded. Stars and stripes. And I was actually listening to a interview that Carl Osner did. Uh, on another podcast that was talking about um, that was talking about how much your draft draft stock raises if you can play in the uh, the World Juniors. Yeah. So, you know, this is a really, if anything, Caps fans. What's relevant to you as a Capitals fan is that they this is where you get to see prospects. Yeah. Absolutely. Across the league. Yeah, I mean if. If you're not into prospects big time like we are, like we're we not yeah. into it. So right. if you're like us, yeah, World Juniors is a good time to really get to know. You know, I didn't know anything about Conor McMichael right until and, World Juniors. And in Team Canada, he lit it up, and then you're like, oh, okay, this is a guy that we have drafted. That's yeah. nice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And look at him now. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. So. In any case, world competition is always the best. And, of course, we always talk about how it's our most extreme form of patriotism is USA Hockey. We'll be there with you, giving you some updates on that. But moving on, we've got some injuries to talk about. Braden Point is expected to be out four to six weeks with Tampa Bay Lightning because of an upper body injury. Sucks for him. I mean, this is a guy who's a really good player um, and pivotal to the back-to-back cup wins from Tampa Bay. It'll be interesting to see. They're definitely hurting. Yeah. Uh, they lost tonight here on Sunday against the Wild in a late goal. So, I mean, Braden Point is, is one of those guys, and I believe he's a center. So, strength down the middle, super important. Braden Point out, sucks the lightning. Brock Nelson additionally out for two to four weeks with a lower body injury. He went to some shitty college. Or no, wait. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was about to, I thought it was Anders Lee. Uh, Brock Nelson, though, um, out for the Islanders. And, man, do they look bleak. Uh, 
They do. The Islanders do not look good. They haven't had a home arena. They finally get one, and they have not won on home ice up to this point. Brutal. Yeah, I mean, with their injuries, their COVID postponements could come at a better time. Right, exactly. Uh, so we'll see what Barry Trotz has in store for us there. Uh if Barry Trotz gets fired after this year and the, cu- the Caps don't win a cup with Laviolette, are you in favor of bringing him back, Polly? Um, I mean, I wouldn't hate it, but I also – I'd be happy with either coach. Yeah. Look, I mean, Laviolette has done wonders for this team. I love – I mean, Reardon, you know, it's just – the Caps say what you will about – how important coaches are and why they have a two and a half year average lifespan, which is the shortest of all sports. Um, I think that, you know, the coaches is super important, especially with the Washington Capitals. I mean, look at what these coaches have done to each. I mean, you look at Adam Oates, Dale Hunter, like all of these, all of these coaches that have come in, who've never been in a, pro setting and then you have Reardon and giving him his first shot I mean just look at the past four coaches and it's Barry Trotz who's the one that got him there and then now we have Laviolette who's an experienced high dollar coach and we're playing amazing so yeah I mean I think uh, if you look at Ovechkin's career the only two coaches who have properly used the Capitals talent have been uh, Trotz and Laviolette. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Kevin Hayes, week to week for Philadelphia after the forward re-injured his surgically repaired abdominal muscles last week. That's a tough injury to get through. Yeah, it is. And it's like a hernia, basically. Yeah, and it was pretty cool. He scored his first goal, pointed up to the sky for his brother. Ah. Yeah. Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. Good for him. Suspensions. Brendan Lemieux Lemieux will have a hearing for biting Ottawa Senators forward Brady Kachuk. Brady Kachuk was absolutely livid after this little interaction, and it looked like he got cut on the fat part of his hand, like where his pinky is. Yeah. And is... uh, He was like, you bit me. You fucking bit me. What the fuck? As he's getting, like, away. Um... I believe that this was a major assessed on the ice. The ref looks at his hand and he's like, oh yeah, he did bite you. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> you know? It's so weird. Um, hey, you know what? First of all, give props to Brendan Lemieux for, you know, just gutting it out and fighting. But <laughs> I probably couldn't have, I mean, come on, Brady. You deserve that. Yeah, I mean, if anyone deserves to be bitten, it's probably the Kachuk brothers. <laughs> and that's not, you know, I don't believe that that's a knock on them. Yeah, by they, any means. They, they just get under people's skin. I'm surprised I haven't been bitten in beer league, to be completely honest. Yeah. Well, I remember... Right in the jugular. One of our college games, yeah. um, we had a big dust-up with Marshall University, which was yeah. very much the norm. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of our guys, he got 
stomped on by a skate, but yeah. our coach thought he got bit. And I remember he was he was yelling at the ref. It didn't matter. The ref didn't call either one. But. Right. Um, you know, and I called that ref all sorts of names, almost to the point, it got to the point where if I hear anybody call me any more names, they're getting a misconduct right now. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah. You remember that? I that think we were playing a back-to-back in, in Marshall or that, something. That and ref. the second game, ref ref started crying to the coach, and he was like, "If I hear anybody say mean things to me, that ref gave me a penalty because I was a puck carrier and lowered my shoulder and got the better of the guy trying to check me." Right. He called interference. Yeah, well, he's a douchebag, and it was funny because all the linesmen were so bad. We would yell from the bench, like, and on and off sides, that's all the way down. That's all the way down. You know, as you do every time, I feel like. Yeah. Come on, ref, that's all the way down. Right? He intentionally put that off sides. And they, like, I remember it was Marcus Black shot on Marcus. <laughs> Me and him were both like, that's all the way down, ref, that's all the way down. And he blows the whistle and goes, boom, all the way <laughs> down. <laughs> and and Marcus looks at me and he giggles and he goes, they don't know the rules. (laughs) Man. Poor guy. Came out, two goals in his first outing, put on his collarbone. Yeah. So, Marcus, man, drink that milk, bro. Yeah. Now he tears us up when we play him in beer league. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. He ain't shit. Well, (laughs) he kind of does. Does he? I don't know. Anyway... To Good round scene. this off. Love that guy. Yeah. Great guy, Marcus. Yeah. Shut Panarin up. was fined 5000 for taking a play on a Nathan McKinnon's playbook and throwing some equipment through his glove at Marshawn on the bench. The video is hilarious. The ref is just like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, like, you can, his, his jaw just drops when it happens. Does he just does. chuck it? Well, they're, so they're on the ends of the bench. Okay. And the linesman's right between them. He's standing on the red line. And they're just going at it. He just throws his glove at Marshawn. He's on the ice. No, they're both on the bench. They're all, oh. they're they're on the ends of the bench closest to each other. <laughs> he so just, like, like, throws his glove. Yeah. What a tantrum. Yeah. It's a little rough. Well, you know what you can't throw a tantrum over? What's that? DraftKings. Yeah. The NHL season is underway, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or a deft deflection. However, they light the lamp, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cast prizes all season long. DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests in DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. Sorry about that. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game in, in, game this week and one puck in the net. Nets you 
a big win with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or PA only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook. For details, gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Nicely done. Are you really playing Pokemon Go as we're fucking doing the podcast, Polly? I'm multitasking. Oh my god, dude. Alright, Polly's addicted, and let's roll right into the Washington Rapper. Alright, so to open up this, we all did the, well, I mean, Polly, you and I, we did that, we did our predictions for the week with Seattle in mind. Last week, right? Yeah. And you said three and one. Yes. I believe. No, I, this I said, coming week. Uh, or no, you, no, no, no. Because oh. we have Seattle from last week. Yeah, well, do we really have to cover that? Look, bottom line is I was incredibly right, 100% right, two, one, and one, and then Ovi scored another goal. Yeah, yeah. All your predictions came true. Was I was I was perfect last week? Sure. I've never been wrong, folks. I've never been wrong not once in my life, and this just reinforces that fact. We need to add that to the hockey troll merch. I've never <laughs> been wrong. I've never been wrong. That would be a good shirt, I think. Yeah, you could put it on the back of the hockey troll shirts. Yeah, no doubt. Never been wrong. Not once ever in my fucking life. Yeah, that's good. That whole quote. All of that. <laughs> All of that. All right. Anyways, Axel Johnson Fialbi back to Chocolate Town during this whole thing. Um, look, I think he played really well, but mm-hmm. he got it like I think one point. Uh, you know, just he was the odd man out. It was a logical decision. Yeah, I mean, he was there because we needed guys. Right. And he's got a bright future. Oh, no doubt. And whether it be trade bait or whether it be with the Washington Capitals, he is a valuable asset, and I think that everybody saw it. Mm-hmm. Plus, love the fucking flow. Oh, beautiful. Golden locks, you know, all that. Really good. He's a handsome man. He is. He is. Uh, Osh, babe, officially on injured reserve. That's rough. Yeah, he came back, played, got hurt. Got an assist. Didn't get to play against Seattle. Mm -hmm. In Seattle. That sucks. The hometown crew. That really does suck. Um, You know, this is a 2-5 to loss, and the Caps are really not in it the first couple periods, it seemed. I think they were a little bit tired on on their West Coast home, or West Coast trip. This is the fourth game that they played on the West Coast there. And... I want to say it was like the fourth game in six or seven days. I mean, it was a grueling schedule. There was a lot of travel involved. Grubauer finally got his head out of his ass, and I had him on the bench in in fantasy. (laughs) So that's great. I mean, the hubris there is palpable, right? I just thought that the Caps were going to come in and destroy. They did not. In fact, the, 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 uh, the Caps really kind of laid a bit of an egg, uh, 
it it was a stinker of a game. It, you know, maybe a bit of underestimating the enemy, plus being tired as fuck from the long West Coast trip. But Wilson started off with scoring and a great play from Kuznetsov, who battled for the puck behind the net and then just one hand pass right to Willie all alone for the finish. Kuzi res- res- revenge tour just continues in St. Thomas cashes in. You gotta love it. When the then the crack can crack off four goals, two on the power play. Yeah. Two just crack them off real quick. Until Ovi gets the open ice and shoots one through glove of Grubauer. Grubauer has had to have seen that a hundred times. Yeah, right. You know, I mean, just a brutal. Um, and then at the end, Gord, Yanni Gord, buries an empty netter for the solid win. It's not a great game by the Caps, but instead of turtling uh, for the home game, next game, they did put together a great effort to try to mount the comeback. Uh, I think yeah. that they did a good job. You know, Yeah, those last couple minutes, they really were pushing. I mean, I'd say the whole third. They really just came out trying to get it. You yeah. know, once Ovi scored, it was just like, you know, uncorking the champagne and let's go. Yeah. Um, it was a little too late and not enough, obviously. Too little, too late, if you will. Um, you know, and, and unfortunately, that'll be the last time that we see Vanacek this week. Yeah. So, moving on, we go in, we go back home and we play Montreal and it's a 6-3 win. Schultz is actually out with an upper body injury. Which, man, is that guy a glass cannon or what? I, I've got to stop telling people that you know, Mantha, same way. I've got to stop telling people that they're going to have career highs with the Caps preseason. You're jinx. I am. It's a curse. It's the hockey troll curse. From now on, I'm never going to say anybody's going to have a career high season. Speaking of Pokemon, that's yep. the one you would be. You'd be jinx. Is that the clown? No, that's Mr. Mime. Uh-huh. Jinx kind of looks like a an opera singer lady. Oh, okay. That's weird. It's weird that you know that. I've been active. <laughs> so, this was the Caps game from the start. Really wasn't even close as far as who was driving play. Uh, the Caps finished. Talking Montreal now. Yeah, Montreal. They finished the first 3-1 to one score. No, we're talking fucking Pokemon Go still, dude. What the fuck? I forgot that you already said it was Montreal. <laughs> Caps finished the first with a 3-1 score and never looked back. Uh, how about that OV? I mean, so many amazing plays happen this game. How about that OV fake out? Clap bomb. Nope, just kidding. Going to Wilson for a one-timer. What an elite playmaker Ovechkin is, huh? He really is. You know, you living where we live. Uh, surrounded by Penguin fans. Red douchebags. Keep hearing the same old tired arguments. He doesn't play defense. He doesn't pass. Right. He only scores from one place. If you've watched Ovechkin since he's played for Trots, yeah, none of that stuff's true. Well, and, and you know, it, it, the the Penguins Crosby argument has has devolved heavily. You know, first it was he's the best player in the world, hands down. Then he's the best playmaker. Then he's the best team player. Then he's the best leader. Oh, now he's just the best grind. This is the new one I saw on Twitter. He's the best grinder. No. Look, he does all those things. He does. But yeah, he's really good. He's a good player. Look, Sidney Crosby is good. I don't. I don't think anybody is is arguing that. And he is elite. 
And yes, he could be a generational talent. He could be considered that, I would say. But we're talking about greatest of all time here. And I think Ovechkin has already proven that he is the greatest of all time. And I continually say it. Sidney Crosby will be forgotten in, in the annals of time. Like that? Like that vocab? Yeah, that's yeah. great. The annals of time. The annals of time. Oh, you've, si- you've ruined it. Okay, sorry. In the, in the annals of time, Sidney Crosby will eventually just be another good player like Ron Francis that played for, or like uh, Trottier that played for the Penguins. You know, he's going to be a good good Penguins player uh, during the time in which they won Cups. But I think that historians will look back and say, all right, yeah, Sidney Cross is amazing. He was a really good player during this time. He was the leader. But he also had an incredible supporting cast. Malkin, Kessel, you know, during those times. <laughs> Nick fucking Benino. You know, it just came together at the right time for them. Chris Kunitz. Yeah. Clutch Chris Kunitz. Yeah. So, I I do not believe that they're really in the same league. And, of course, I'm heavily biased. I'm incredibly biased. But at least I have some sort of, like, facts to go along with it. Um, Ovechkin will break the scoring record. And at that point... It won't matter. Yeah. You have... You have zero bullshit to stand on, Pittsburgh. None. Explain to me, at any given time, what Sidney Crosby is all-time best at. Not a single category. Not one. Not assists. Not hits. Not grinding. Not uh, leadership. None of that. None of that bullshit. Uh, okay, he won cups, but, I mean, let's let's look at the individual accomplishments right whatever Crosby ran over how about that John Carlson though Takuzi goal oh yeah I mean the vision that a defenseman has to have to line up full strength full full breath for a, for a clap bomb and just you know get it right on Kuzi's stick and Kuzi just man that's his I believe oh he, he knocked it in with his backhand so he receives the puck and just Right into the goal, love to see it. Sam Sonov surrendered three goals off a one, off a turnover, and off a breakaway. Um, weirdly enough, Cole Caulfield's goal is not available on the NHL app to review, so I couldn't look back when I was writing the outline. But I will say, you know, I think high glove is something that the book's out on for Sam Sonov, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. But also, you know, I mean, you can't blame Sammy for a turnover in the in the defensive zone and a breakaway. Yeah. Right. I mean, so, there's only so much a goalie can do. Right. So, great game all around. Moving on, into Florida on the 26th. Uh, Florida came to D.C. 5 p.m. game. A little odd. A little odd. 4-3 win by the Caps. And so, you know, we knew this week was going to be a kind of a, a cupcake and then two heavy teams, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the two league leaders, Florida, Carolina, not only are they both heavy teams, they're both favored in the power rankings, one and two. Carolina won Florida two to win the cup as well as the best team right now. 
Now, spoiler alert, Ovechkin scored a motherfucking hat trick. Let's go. Let's go. Amazing stuff. Florida came out swinging. Both teams were feeling each other out. I think in the first, it was, it was, um, it was controlled aggression from both sides. Uh, but 30 seconds left in the period around Huberto bangs one home. And hey, you know, that's their secondary scoring line. I mean, that's, that's a good, it's a good Florida period. Uh, it's a good, great road game period, right? Mm-hmm. But then the second opens up with a St. Thomas goal, which is his third goal in as many games, by the way. And then Ovi piles on two more. Now, I don't know what the fuck was going on with the goaltending situation in this game. Did you watch it? Yeah. Why does this happen every time the Caps play Florida? <laughs> I don't know. The Cats got some weird cat scratch fever bullshit when it comes to uh, fielding a goalie. Uh, in, in, you know, previous, it was us too. We, they gave it to us. They, the cat must have scratched the goaltending duo in, in DC as well. There were like four goalie changes by the Panthers in the second. After a collision with Bobrovsky by Wilson on that first goal in the second, there's a subsequent bury by Ovi on the power play, I believe. I mean, Ovi just gobbles up a rebound. He's just in like the perfect position and all alone and just buries it right on Bobrovsky. Bobrovsky does a half-hearted kind of slide attempt. I don't know. He misses an edge, whatever it is. He doesn't get it, and I don't think any goalie in the entire world would have got that because everything was 90% of the net was open at this point. It was a good goal by Ovi. And then he pulls himself after that goal. Knight comes in and goes, he's perfect. (laughs) One for one. First shot he faced. Ovi, you know, obviously like a shark in bloody water, attacks the puck, gets it on the far wing, and does like a half clap bomb right through Spencer Knight. And first shot, poor old Spencer Knight, you know, <laughs> faces, goes right through him, through the fucking body on him, and pops right into the net. Then Bobrovsky came back and then got pulled again. So, so Spencer Knight, okay, Bobrovsky's okay. He comes back out. He, he takes a collision with Wilson, pulls himself, after the goal, seems like a little bit of a tantrum. I mean, you know, I'm not one to speculate, but <laughs> pulls himself, uh, then <laughs> leaves for like 30 seconds, a minute. Immediately after, OV scores, and you know, so they've scored within the span of two minutes, the caps. And Bob Rossi's like, oh, no, I need to be out there, or something. Something weird happens. Bobrovsky gets back in the net, and then the refs say, like, nah, you gotta go do concussion protocol. I don't think you did it right. Uh, and the, Joe B and Locker were saying that for a goalie to do full concussion protocol as per the league's requirements, you have to take all your gear off, which is a nightmare. Yeah. And taking all your, like, I don't know if you've ever, have you ever, you've dressed as goalie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. I mean, you work up a sweat, just like putting it on. Yeah. You do. Um, that's, you know, so you got to take all that off. And right. then you want to go back in. You have to put all your nasty, sweaty stuff on. It's which, all like cold and yeah. mil- like, ugh. like it wouldn't, it doesn't bother you to keep it on. 
but you got to take it right. off, put it back on. That's miserable. Well, I mean, you know, taking the leg pads off for the worst. There's like 30 straps, you know, there's straps across your knee and then you got to put the leather straps on and you got to tie them onto your skates, you know, so like. It's like trying to get your belt off in your Capital One bathroom story. <laughs> that's that's how it felt. And then time slowed down. Yeah. You know, it was like I saw my life flash before my <laughs> eyes. Really bad. You know, it's like the shit that comes out before you even sit down. Yeah. And ends up being a projectile. Yeah, so I can just imagine how frustrating it is to have to take it all off. Right. And then... the Meanwhile, the game's being played. Yeah. And then you hear Cap 1 go fucking off the wall on Ovi's second goal, you know. Yeah, and then you, you got this, like, rushed anxiety because you're trying to put all your stuff back on. Yeah, and I mean, you know, Capstones, I don't know if you've ever seen a, a goalie pads like from behind up close, but when I would like, I was a practice goalie for a season for my house league team in Reston, Virginia, and you would, you know, you'd cinch it down, and these pads were not butterfly pads. They were, this is back in the day when like s- butterfly was still kind of like new. Um, you'd cinch them down. You'd buckle them. So it was like a belt buckle on the leather straps. And then you'd take the access and twist it back in and put it so that, like, if you hadn't taken it off, you could just pull. You'd, you'd, you'd put it under the, the release so that you could just pull it away. So that's why, that's why capstans, you may see, like, goalies have, like, a little bit of a loop at the end of all of their buckles and their, their leather straps. Uh, and that really hasn't changed from the best pads that the pros are getting today that are probably lightweight as fuck. I mean, I've never, I haven't even, I've worn, last time I wore goalie pads was probably like seven, six or seven years ago, and they were cut square for, for butterfly. Um, and, you know, you go a little looser up top in, in this instance, but the pivot is really your heel, the arch of the heel. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, the arch of your, the front of your shin to the front of the top of your foot. And that's what really controls the pad. So like if you were to point your toes in different directions, the pads point that way, but they're loose up top. And you know, goalies are probably crazy, but I remember on each of these, there was a buckle that went under. So you had to use a hockey lace and a loop to tie with string with a hockey lace the chassis of your goalie blades and then your skates. And then you'd had to put a, um, leather strap under the mid, mid arch of your foot. And then there were like four or five other leather straps along with the inner padding Velcro that went across the bend of your knee, uh, all on the backside. So you're, you're putting these straps across your calf. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. I mean, even if you're, like, having you take a shit, emergency shit, like, it's still, like, a good three-minute process. Yeah. Just to unbuckle shit. Yeah. And so at that can, point, you're probably, like, dragging the pads into the stall with you. So I can see why Bobrovsky didn't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know why he pulled himself in the begin with. Yeah. So, <clears throat> meanwhile comes back in the third. I don't know how that happens. Uh, 
we're guessing that it's an in-depth concussion protocol. They don't really offer a reason. They don't have to. They're an NHL team. But Reinhardt ends up burying one late in the second, and then Ovi caps the hat trick off in the third, all alone in front of Bobrovsky. And just blown coverage yeah. there. How you do that? How you uh, open? That's bad D. Verhage keeps the Cats in it in five minutes into the third, and that, and that's really just how it ended, 4-3. I mean, we were up 4-2, and then 4-3. It was a physical game, good game. Um, Sammy played well. There are a couple softies in this game, and see, he does have some trouble, like, in motion through screams, screens, it seems. I mean, uh, he plays this Russian-style stand-up, because he's so big, he's relying on his, on his, uh, size. And, you know, when Reinhardt scored, he didn't even go down in a half butterfly. He just thought he had the angle. Which, I could understand why, a hockey fan would be like, why the fuck didn't he even try for that? But that shot came off so quick. It was he was out in almost no man's land. You know, he was he was right at the face off dot, if not beyond it. And snipes one far side on on Samsonov at about knee height. It's one of the hardest shots to stop. Um you know, so he relies, Sammy relies on being big and not having to move too much if he doesn't have to, which is good goaltending, technically, I guess. Uh, the Verhage goal, though, I mean, that was a, that was a snipe, and through that kind of moving screen, short side high, it's tough. I can relate to the frustration of letting those quote-unquote soft ones in, but I could see why they were let in. Polly, I mean, you have anything on that? No, I mean, I think Sammy played well, and he probably could have had those. But, you know, he's playing against the best guys in the world, so no matter how good he is, some of those are still going to get through. Yeah, and you know what? Look, Captain's full transparency. We're being incredibly, incredibly critical on, on Sam Solonov right now. Look at his track record. You know, he's he's had an incredible he's put together right now in, in 10 games and we're, we'll talk about that after today's game but spoiler in 10 games he's 9-0-1 yeah not bad it's very good though he had three starts before this so for the first six wins kind of cupcake games yeah two of them were shutouts I mean he's played well but yeah not he's really one. starting to get a shot at the good teams. Yeah, and he's getting, like, plus 30 shots against him. Mm. And I think that, that if you are a goalie and you're getting shutouts in sub-30 category, sub-30 shot categories, you're not being tested enough. You're being stable. You know? Yeah. So, that's that's where, I, where I've got Sammy right now. He's still got a lot. I feel he's got an uphill battle to prove. I'm not a Sammy hater. I want him to do well. But I'm a little bit of a Sammy hater. And I, Polly, I know you are too because I know the Fanachek's your boy. That's the horse you're going to ride. Well, we're, we're Sammy skeptics. If. That's a good, that's a good one. Yeah. I mean. That's a good one. If, if he stays consistent and proves he deserves it, then that's just the way it goes. Um, but I think he still has a lot more proven to do. Yeah. Now, these past couple games, Protoss, who's uh, 
Belarusian native has been on the top line of, with Ovi, dude. Like, what do you think about this this big hulking Soviet giant? <laughs> I like it. I think I think they play well together. Look, man. I mean, and and I agree. You look at like where he's at. All right, so you have Kuznetsov, who is doing a great job on the boards right now, but he is his he shines in open space. Ovechkin obviously shines in open space. He's a, he's a good body too. But then, and, and look, these guys are all over six foot tall. But then you have Protoss in there, who is a replicant, I would say, with less finishing ability than Wilson. And I think that Laviolette is trying to do what you did in college and try to spread out some talent so yeah. that we're not getting dunked on. Mm-hmm. Or more, more prevalent to probably what the Caps are doing right now is trying to get scoring ability across all three lines in a de- highly depleted lineup. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, your top line, some nights won't even score or right. we'll get one goal. You know, so you're not really – I don't think it's a huge advantage to stack your studs on two lines right. and then not play the other guys. Sure. So this way, you're getting better use of stamina, and you're still going to get your opportunities. Yeah, and we're old. Caps fans, let's face it, we're old. But think about that third line, which is like right now, Leeson, Scarbosa, and um, help me out here. Help me out here. Michael? Yeah, I think so. McMichael. So they're all Hershey guys, right? Yeah, except McMichael. I think he's here to stay. Yeah, but, you know, he played last year in Hershey. Yeah. You know, they've all had they all had some time together. The best part about what I'm seeing about the young guys and, and these, like, Protoss, Leeson, uh, even Scarbosa, they're all big bodies who can move their feet. You know, they're, they're really good puck-moving and body-moving people. I mean, players, if you will. Uh, I love that. I, I and that's cap that's DC hockey baby. Yeah, Let's go, is. big bodies who can bang and skate with with some speed. I, I that is the archetype that we look for. A little bit old school, if you will. Um, moving on to tonight, which is Sunday when we're recording, so probably yesterday for you and you're listening. Carolina matinee, one p.m. That's a four-two win, baby. That is the top. That is the top team in the NHL. Uh, this game, incredible hockey. Yeah, it was. I mean, straight up. Sprung, healthy scratch, linchpin to Stanley Cup, Lars Eller in. I would take that all every day of the week. I would too. You know, Spronger's played all right, and he's netted some goals. But I, I, I just... I can't. I can't against Lars. There's there's nothing bad that Lars Eller can do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hang on to your asses because there's something bad that he did today. But honestly, you give me a, you know, if I'm coach, Lars Eller, 100%, incredible two ways, adds a lot to the possession game and sets people up. I mean, he's he's uh, the linchpin of the Stanley Cup, and it doesn't just have to do with his game-winning goal in the Stanley Cup Finals. I mean, this is strength down the middle that we have needed since 
pre-Marcus Johansson days. And we finally got it with Lars Eller. And nobody gives Lars Eller enough credit. Except you. Except me. I love Lars Eller. That Dutch leader hosen wearing beauty. <laughs> but the first the first period of this of this Carolina Caps matchup in Carolina, by the way, very sleepy. You know, sleepy start by the Caps. Let up some stupid chance the first few shifts. Uh, think that was the shot of adrenaline slash caffeine slash oh shit that they needed, and they killed two penalties. You know. As a road team, you gotta expect that the home team's gonna come out and try to storm surge, yeah, right. <laughs> but storm surge. The second period, man, saw Ovi come out and bury it. I mean, good God, this this passing play and people, anybody who wants to shit on Dmitry Orlov, shut the fuck up right now, Dmitry Orlov. I heard this on a on a, like a weird like it was must have been like some random like Deadspin article or something that I was I was reading where they have which the hockey podcast network is actually on this this uh, type of when you go to a web page on your computer and like a podcast starts playing like a promo for it. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember hearing like this one guy was like. If I had a team full of Dmitry Orlovs, I'd win the cup every year. I mean, that's fair. Dude, he's everything. Dmitry Orlov is everything. He plays the body. He's an incredible defensive. He, he, I mean, he doesn't fuck up defensively. He's a puck-moving defenseman, both passing and he can drive play. Now, he didn't get ripped off a couple times, but you're going to get that. You're going to get that, especially against good teams. Um, but Dmitry Orlov is an unsung hero of the Washington Capitals team. And if you disagree, DM me, I'll fight you. <laughs> I'll fight you right now. Um, <laughs> you know, we saw an incredible passing play from Orlov, just kind of like the, he, he gets through the crease and then just, yeah, like kind of no look backhand right to a wide open Ovechkin who buries. Gotta love it. And then less than a minute later, a fortunate bounce by Protoss, a first goal from another rookie in this young career who's been, you know, Alexa Protoss has been sniffing the net ever since he's been ins- inserted into the li- lineup. And he finally cashes in on a cheapie. And just the cherry on top is that it goes right off Tony D'Angelo. Yeah. Right off his skate. Right in there. Love to see it. Love to see it. So the Caps are up 2-1. Um, Canes never say die in the third, though. They finally break through the cut Kimiemi. Cut Kimiemi. Cut Kimiemi. Three times. Um, Snipe high glove on Sammy. This is where I think Sammy's weak, and I think a lot of, I think a lot of goaltenders are weak. If you can get right past that high glove, you know, I mean, that's beer league all the way up. Yeah, man. You know, if you can get the puck past the glove, it will go in. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you're being facetious here, Polly. Polly, have you ever scored a high glove shot? Yes. No, you haven't. I've never seen it. Okay. You're short side blocker all the time. Um, I don't think I've, you know, now that I seriously think about it, I think I've ever seen you score a high glove. 
I definitely have. I don't think so. <laughs> Anyways, at some point during this mayhem, I mean, it is back and forth hockey. Things are are hot and on hot and heavy in this entire game. Physicality is up. Bad blood is up. After the play, whistles are. I mean, the the shenanigans are are abound. You gotta love it. Um, you know, at some point during this mayhem, known as the third period, Hags who cannot buy a fucking goal. I just want him to bury like a beauty or any goal, anything. You know, earlier in the game, he tried to bank one off from behind the goal line and on Frederick Anderson, and it just trickles through the through the through the blue paint. I mean, this dude is so fucking snake bitten in his career that I cannot I cannot understand it. Yeah, no. It's tough. He works so hard. I know. And he's so good. And anybody who's a Carl Hagelin hater, shut the fuck up right now. I mean, tell me you've never played hockey without ever having played hockey, right? I, he, he's a, he's a specialist. Carl Hagelin is a specialist. He's a fourth line grinder, but he also kills penalties very well, blocks shots, and has that explosive speed at, at his advanced age of 30 plus. <laughs> you know, God, what an old man. Um, yeah, man, people over 30 are old. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying here? Like, Carl Hagland is way more deserving of praise than, than I think Capstone's really given. Absolutely. He's he's a, a big part of all of their victories. Yeah. And, okay, so he doesn't bury off these rings posts, short side of all, of all places, high short side, beats Frederick Anderson clean, and it just goes away. It's like, fuck. Uh, but I think this fuels them as the, the Habs, you know, kind of getting lucky there, is they get an absolute dog shit fucking call on their way, or their way for a phantom hook on Aho by Ferviari. This is a bad call, dude. This is all stick. Did you see it? Aho's all in all alone. Faviari lifts his stick only, and then Faviari gets cleaned out by I think TVR. Terrible call. This is this is a bad call. Um, yeah, but wasn't wasn't he up near the hands? He was close, but I don't think he ever touched him. I mean, I think. You start getting high on that stick. It's a hook. But it was really just a stick lift. He didn't like... he His feet were moving. And he lifted and turned and and pump, 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 you know, three... I mean, he, he strided in on him. I don't know. I, when I saw it, I thought I would have called that. Weird, shitty rough. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The Canes even it up on a nice passing play after Lynchman of the Stanley Cup. Lars Eller fails to dump the puck. And, you know, we just talked about how infallible Lars Eller was, but you you would love to see him get get that deep. Yeah. He really would. But he but had Hags. Would. But he he got a little greedy. He had Hags breaking in. And Carl Haglin probably would have like sea barred him out, right? Yeah. <laughs> or it you know, would have crawled off his stick. Yeah, or just no shot on net, right? Yeah. Jeez, he would have just, like, skated circles. <laughs> right. Um, the problem I have with it... Okay, look, I'm not blaming this goal on, on Sammy at all. 
All right, I'm not, not. This is not a blaming of goal on either Lars Eller nor uh, Carl Haglin. This is a more so a pump up of the Carolina Hurricanes' ability to regroup incredibly quick in the in the neutral zone and send everyone. They smelled blood in the water. They got the puck, and boom, the other way they went. Um, and it was on the power play. So they already knew that they were in up. Finds a guy, and I think it was Nietzsche's, I'm not really sure, in the middle. But Samsonov overplayed the shit out of this pass. He thought it was going far side. Far side was covered by Lars Eller, who eventually regrouped. And the late man coming in ends up bearing it high glove again on on Samsonov. Now, this, if you look at the, I mean, and I'm sure the goalie coach is going to say, you were guessing there, weren't you? And Samson, I was going to say, yeah, I was fucking guessing because, geez, I mean, look at me. I'm, I'm, I'm goal line extended and I just pushed off and I pushed off so hard and my head was pointed towards a sprawling Lars Eller when the guy with the puck was mid, was in the slot. Now, you know, if you ever get an NHL player in the slot, he should bury. Yeah. So we'll give it to him, but that was a total guess. It was a total guess by, by Sammy. Yeah, and sometimes you're wrong. Yeah. I, I don't like guessing goalies. That's the cerebral part of goaltending. You, sh- you shouldn't be guessing. And like I said, this is not an indictment on Samsonov, but... It is. It, it kind of is. Come on, man. Why the fuck... You got to push out to the top of the crease there. You can't, you can't be going... You can't... I mean, he thought that it was going to go far side. He did not scan the play very well. No, and, you know, that's one of the things we've talked about and he needs to work on. Mm-hmm. You know, he plays that like half butterfly style. Another thing I hate about Samsono is that how many times have you seen him be too aggressive on a puck and come out of his crease and stumble and not be able to recover? Or recover incredibly clumsily and slowly. Have you seen that, Polly? Or am I just... Am I high? No. Yeah. It, it happens. I think that he, he overplays a lot of situations. And yes. again... He's, he's athletic enough right. to, to make up for it. We're talking that happy Usually. feet. But this goes all the way back to my like first indictment of Samsonov. And it was he had happy feet. He gets a little too worked up into where the puck is now. And doesn't think about where the puck could be next. And I know that's incredibly hard to judge when you're a goaltender in the NHL. But all of the greats do it well. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Simple. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Luckily, the Caps get a five on three after a ridiculous slash and a hooking penalty uh, and Orlov scores a gorgeous five-man passing play so the Caps can regain the lead. I wish everybody could get an assist on that. Oh, man. Because the I play mean, was just so good. Just around the world. and uh, that. So generally, you know, when I watch hockey, especially on TV, when you see the whole ice, you can be like, all right, that guy's open. He's going to get the puck or should get the puck. But this one happened so fucking quick, I was like, 
uh, like right before Orlov got the puck, I was like, huh, uh, you know, one more, and then boom, he buries it, and I'm like, oh my god, that was incredible, incredible stuff. As the first penalty expires, so it was technically a, a five on four power play goal, and the Canes go even. Now, now, at this point, <laughs> Rod the Bod. Has literally lost all his shit. You know, hilarious, <laughs> hilarious, scary, and arousing all at once. I mean, this guy, this guy with his disjointed nose and his scarred up face and his eight pack, just everything was full. Fl- I could see the eight pack through his suit. Yeah. Lots flexing. Of, uh, lots of masculine energy. Yeah, flexing and just exuding energy from it. All. <clears throat> I felt the energy. Yeah. In my plums. Deep in my plums. And they, they swelled to a, a, a dark purple hue. <laughs> look, I know, I look, Cap's Twitter, I know that you're all pissed off about Rod, Rod Brandemore right now, but good God, is he the man. Look, I, I can't, I can't fucking, I can't hate. And maybe I'm too old. But I saw Rod Brandemore play. You are. I am old as fuck. I should probably die tomorrow. But at the same time, I mean, I'm nearing the end of my life, you know, at 34. Jesus Christ. But I'm telling you, you know, back in the day, Rod Brandemore was the quintess. I mean, if Rod Brandemore in his prime played for the Washington Capitals, they probably would want a fucking cop. Yeah, probably. This He's man was an unstoppable force. He's a stud. Guaranteed. That after that game tonight, all the boys on the on the Carolina Hurricanes had to go do weight training. Guarantee they all did it. at least at least three sets of Olympic lifts, whether it be bench press, squat, deadlift, cleans, whatever they did, they did something, and then they had to do cardio for a ridiculous amount of time. And then I bet he I bet he added sprints if the, if he didn't skate them. And the, at the end of that game. Yeah, he probably made him get into, like, a human pyramid and do body squats as in unison. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I like I like Rod Brindamore. Dude's a man. He was Carolina Hurricane fucking legend and an American legend. I believe he's American. I think so. Um, maybe not. Maybe he's Canadian. Fuck. But... It's Rod the Bot, and this is the shit that we're gonna have to deal with, Caps fans, in the playoffs. Like it or not, this is this is gonna happen. He's Canadian. Um, anyway, he's Canadian. Yeah, of course. I'm sorry. Trade you Phil Kessel for Rod Brandmore. Oh, I'd take that any day. Uh, yeah, right now. Um, at the end of the game, JC himself buries an empty netter. Amazing game, physical, heated, fast. You know, chef's kiss. It was a, it, incredible hockey. Brandon Moore said it. The announcer said it. Captain, this is a really good game. I mean, this is this is the rivalry, whether you like it or not, is alive and well in Carolina. Yeah, it is. Sorry, but I mean, at this point, it, it's it's inevitable. I didn't want it. I didn't want it. You know, Carolina used to be the punch, punching bag of the Southeast Division. No longer is the case. 
But good God, what a game. And wow, what a performance by the Washington Capitals. Come out, dominate, get those two goals. OV contributing. Protoss getting a lucky bounce. But then having the fucking audacity to come back after they tied it up. Previous, I feel like previous, you know, past couple of years, there were, there were Caps teams that would not have done that. No, they would have pooped out. So, you know, the number of Caps to score the first goal this year, six. LaPierre, Faviari, Leeson, and McMichael, Pilon, and Protus. They now stand atop the division and the league. What a time to be alive, Caps fans. OV is one goal shy of tying the power play goal record set by Dave Andrichuk. Uh By the way, that's a Hall, you know, Hall of Famer guy. You ever heard of him? Um, here's the thing. Uh, I, I almost don't want... And this is this is blasphemy. I feel like I'm going to be struck by lightning. I almost don't want our our veterans to come back. Wow. But this is this is something we talk about year in and year out with the Washington Capitals. How many players are the are the Washington Capitals blocking out due to their incredible veteran core? You know, I'll take Backy. I'll take Backy. Take Backy back, of course. Oh, not take back Oshie. And, uh, yeah, but, I mean, and that's the thing. Like, I do not envy Laviolette and and McClellan to figure out who goes down. Yeah. It's it's a tough call. And on top of that, these guys, I think that these young guys being injected in the lineup is something that, you know, like we haven't seen, Caps fans, it's something that, you, that the players themselves have not seen either. Not a lot of young blood comes and stays and becomes a, uh, you know, 5-6-10 game staple in the locker room. Now that they are, they're kind of like feeling the vibes of these young guys coming in. You can just, that, that it's conjecture, but come on, look at what they're putting on the ice. Look at Ovechkin. Look at, look at all of the lineup from top to bottom, even including Wilson, how much jam everybody's playing with. That's not just Laviolette. No, yeah. <clears throat> these these young guys are definitely they're bringing bringing the juice. No doubt, man. No doubt. I love it. Love to see it. What a time to be alive, Caps fans. I mean, we're sitting at the top of the league. Can this be sustained? Who knows? As of right now, what Polly Ovi's on set for 140 point season, 70 goals, 70 assists. Yep. Be so cool if he did it. And if he does it. He eclipses both Yager and Howe in this season? No, he'll be a few short of Howe. Three low. Like, it gets him to 800, isn't it? Goals? If he gets 70 goals, he'll be at 800. Imagine that. A 70-goal score in this economy? Ugh. What a... What a blessing. I mean... I'm just going to say it's never going to happen. It probably won't. But it'd be great if it did. I'd nut. be a lot cooler if it did. We already talked about how much I'd nut if if he got like a 65, if he broke his previous record of 65 goals in a season. Kid's unstoppable. Here's the kicker. He's doing it all on on five-on-five play. He's got like two power play goals. Yeah, right. It's trash, Ovi. Only two. I play goals. Yeah. 
Who does he think he is? Oh, Alexander Ovechkin or something? Even a shorthanded goal this year. The audacity. Fuck him. I mean, the guy's the guy's playing like an all-time great. Imagine that. Imagine. All right, Caps fans. Next week, we've got a slow week. Time to time to cool the Jets. Which honestly, I'd rather just have. I'd rather have five games next week so that Ovi can continue to pile them on. But on the second, we've got Chicago, and on the fourth, we've got Columbus. Now, Chicago has really turned it on the past past few games. They may be a force to be reckoned with, but I. I believe that they will crush. I mean, I believe that the Caps will crush Chicago. Columbus, punching way above their weight right now. I believe they're in a playoff spot. Weird. It is weird. I mean, they've been surprising us so far this season. Right. And, um, yeah, they're not stopping right now. Yeah, playing in this competitive metro, right? Winning games, yeah. They're in they're in fourth in the division, mm-hmm. so they are they have the top wild card spot. Quite the surprise, quite the surprise. Um, the Penguins unfortunately sit in the last wild card spot. Took a six three loss to Montreal last night, which was on Saturday. Let's hope that continues. But you know, imagine a playoff scenario where the Penguins are involved be great. It'd be really good. Uh, I'm saying they go 2-0. and Yeah? How many Ovi goals? None. None? Zero Ovi goals. Well, I think Ovi scores one, and the team goes 1-1. One one. Okay. Okay. I think we, I think we continue winning, but no Ovi goals. And... You know, I've told you on this podcast I've never been wrong. And I'm only saying zero because I know that I'm going to be wrong. Well, a little reverse jinx. It is. I'm reverse jinxing it because I think he's going to light up Chicago and both and Columbus. But I'm going to say zero to get that mojo that, you know, you got to have the balance of energy out there. Right, right, right. Absolutely. So, Polly. This may be the one time that that you superficially outsmart me. Can't take it, no matter what, huh? <laughs> Told you I've had it wrong. No matter what. You're the smartest guy you know. <laughs> I am. I am literally the smartest person I know. Caps fans, thanks so much for tuning in. If you're a new new uh, listener. Please go, and if you like this whole thing that we did, go to wherever you're listening and rate us five stars. Five stars only. And, um, you know, if we hope you liked it. We hope you come back. If you're an OG and you've been listening to us for a while, we love you and we mean it. Love you, mean it. Check out our TikTok. We've been getting a little trendy. <laughs> I guess we've been getting trendy, and goddamn is it embarrassing. But we do it all for you, Caps fans, and that is the main priority for us yes like we said in our tweet on thanksgiving we are thankful for all of you our listeners subscribers followers thank you for making this 
not just us yelling into the abyss. Right, which mostly that's all it is. But we hope you liked it, and we're glad that you liked it. And, you know, share it with your friends. Rate us on whatever platform that you're listening on. And tune in to us on Thursday. We've got Neil Villapiano, a young guy. He's really cool. He's honestly one of the most gracious hosts that we've ever encountered and does all himself. He's just truly a self-made man, I'd say. What about you, Polly? Yeah. I mean, he's in his early 20s. He's a podcaster, published author. Yeah. Self, I think he's self-published three books already. Yeah. And he spans several sports, including football, hockey. Um, baseball. Baseball as well. I mean, the dude is living the dream, so good for him. Let's support him however you can. Check him out on Thursday. He's super well-spoken. He really carries the podcast for us on Thursday. So, uh, until next week, Hockey Troll, Polly Cupcakes, signing off. Bye. Hey Caps fans, thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Troll podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, at Cupcake Polly on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And follow the show's handle, at Caps Chirp, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network, at Hockey Podnet on social, and thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore.